um, this week. I was struggling about teaching this, this message, um, but throughout this week, like I said, uh, a lot of people on the prayer call had the same conversation. And a lot of times that's how the Father lets me know. I'll listen to your prayers and I can hear what he's already told me he wants to be talked about. And so um, we're gonna talk about truth. We're gonna talk about truth, okay? Now, according to um, the dictionary, Merriam-Webster, truth is a body of real things, events, and facts. According to Merriam-Webster dictionary, truth is a judgment, a proposition, or an idea that is true or accepted as true. Now, this is natural truth. This is earthly truth. It says truth is a judgment, which is an opinion. It is a proposition which is a statement, or it is an idea, a way that people think that, watch this, that is true or is accepted as truth. Now, if we wanted to sum up truth in one word, we would just simply say reality. Reality. Earth has a reality and heaven has a reality. So earth has a truth and heaven has a truth. The Bible says that men are always learning, but never coming into the knowledge of truth. So we can gather information. We can gather information. We can get more degrees in a thermometer and never come in contact with truth. Never come in contact with truth because the natural definition is temporal. It's an earthly explanation, and we can't live by that truth if we're going to be spiritual. We can't live with their truth. We can't live with a truth that is based on judgment, proposition, or ideology. We can't live with a truth in which it's only true if everybody accepts it. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible says... Let God be true and every man a liar as it is written. Now, our truth has to be spiritual truth. Amen. We can only live and walk according to spiritual truth. We can do nothing with natural truth. For us as Abba's children, truth is the realities of heaven. Now, I'm going to give you a very basic definition that is in the Greek. Truth is the Father's plan through the Son. Truth is the execution of Abba's plan through Christ. This is why the Bible says that all things were created through Christ, for Christ, and without Christ, nothing exists. The Bible said that he created us in his image according to his likeness. He said, let us. So we know that he used his son to create mankind. But he didn't just use his son to create mankind. He used his son to create everything. The Bible says all things were created through him, for him. And without him, nothing exists. 
So this is our truth. Our truth has to be heaven's reality. This is why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. Because all things were created through him, for him. And without him, nothing exists. He said he is the truth. He is what Adam was created out of. That's why you have the first Adam and then you have the last Adam. So our truth is, is based on the reality of what is going on in heaven, not in earth. Because depending where you go in the planet, you get truth. <laughs> if I'm in, in America, democracy is the truth. If I'm in Russia, it's communist. And how many of y'all know that Russia does not want democracy over there? They do not want democracy over there. Why? Because of the liberty that comes with democracy that defiles cultures. <laughs> they don't want homosexual marriage over there. They do not want pornography on their webs. They do not want these things. We have the liberty of of, of accepting these things because we are in America and this has become America's truth to the point where when you talk to people, everybody got their own truth. Well, that's my truth. So what we're working with is we don't have an objective truth, we just have a bunch of subjective truths. Which means we can never come together and be one. Because my truth is based on how I think, it's based on how I feel. It's based on what I see. And that is based on the environment I grew up in. You see why we lost. All, we have to focus on the objective truth. Only thing we can do is what did the Father say? That's why the main voice from heaven has, Jesus said, I only do. He let us know where his truth is coming from. <laughs> Jesus said, True, you will often hear him say, truly, truly, I say, except. Truly, truly, I say, if you don't do this. Truly, truly, I say to you, if a man is not born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What is he letting us know? That is a reality in heaven. Jesus is the one that said, I am the true vine. Which means if I attach myself to him, I, I get truth. That's why you have an engrafted word that saves your soul. Which means if I'm not attached to him and I'm hearing outside of him, my soul can be saved. He said he was the true bread. He said as being a true bread that he was the true food and that his blood was the true drink. <laughs> So what is truth? Truth is the realities of heaven. Truth is what our father said. That's why Jesus constantly said, I only do what I hear. I only do what he says. I only do what my father, my meat and drink is to do his will. I live by what? His truth. We can only live by his truth. We can only prosper by his truth. And if we stop doing his truth, watch this, heaven stops working for us. <laughs> heaven only responds to what? Truth. The truth that is in heaven. 
We're not trying to push people to pay tithes and offerings so we can get, your, get their money. That's a truth in heaven. <laughs> That's a truth in heaven. Heaven don't respond to you. The only reason why we try to get people to do things a certain way is because that's the only way that heaven is going to respond to. If you want to get the father's attention, find out what he said. This is what the mind of Christ is. The Bible says we can do nothing for the truth. The Bible says that truth forces us to be free. It makes us free. The moment I know truth and what the father expects the, the scripture says i become free which means what i have a decision <laughs> i can now make a, make the correct decision and if i want results truth forces me to do it this way <laughs> i can do it no other way if i want results the truth makes you free it forces you that's why the bible says let god be true and every man a liar. <laughs> Let God be true and every man a liar. So which means if the conversation, if, you, if you're hearing conversation and you can't align with what the father said, abort it. Abandon it. Jesus said that the word is truth. Not only that, he said that we were sanctified through truth. We're sanctified, so we're set apart based on what? Truth, what heaven says. And when we consecrate ourselves and we begin to get before the Father and do it his way and we become light, that's what separates us from being darkness. Amen? Amen. So, in John 14 and 16, Jesus said, and I will ask the Father. What is he going to do? He's going to ask the Father. Why is he going to ask the Father? Because that's the source of truth. That's our source of truth, the Father. Not the Son. The Father is the source of truth. Because the, the, the Son said, I only do what the Father. I only say what the Father say. So he says, that's why he tells us to pray to the Father. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help. Another. He's the original advocate, Christ. He's going to give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth. So the advocate that he is going to get us, that he asked the Father to give us, is the spirit of truth. Now, when we see the spirit of, because we all came from religion. Amen. Come on now. Stop playing. So every time we see the spirit of, we think of a spirit. A spirit. <laughs> they got a spirit on them. You never heard nobody say they got a, they got a spirit of truth on them. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but when you see the spirit of something, that's just letting you know where it's coming from. So the spirit of truth is letting us know that this is spiritual truth that is coming from heaven. It's coming from the kingdom of God. Because just like earth has truth, heaven has a truth. So when you see the spirit of wisdom, this is letting me know this is not earthly wisdom. This is going to be wisdom from the throne. 
Earth has a truth. Earth has knowledge. Earth has understanding. Earth has wisdom. And Earth even has revelation. We don't need that. We need spiritual truth. Because this is the only way we can live our life. He said the spirit of truth. Then he says the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. <laughs> then he goes on. For me, this is the exclamation point right here to say, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So we are receiving the spirit of truth and we are able to hear and to see because he did say that the world cannot accept him. He said the world cannot accept him, neither see him, nor do they know him. Why don't they know him? Because they're not born again. Because they have not been adopted. So to hear truth in the spirit is to see and know the father and his role in the adoption. It is to see and know the father and his role in sonship. Christ is the DNA. That's the birth part. I'm born again. This is a new birth. The new birth happens where? at the spirit level. The adoption takes place at the soul level. The adoption takes place at the soul level. Truth is introduced at the soul level solely because of sonship to raise us. This is why he said again, the world cannot accept it. Why? Because they're still orphans. That's why he said, I'm not going to leave you an orphan. He didn't just give us the Holy Spirit for gifts. He didn't just give us the Holy Spirit so that we can say that we hear or see or we can do tricks. He gave us the Holy Spirit because we were his sons and we were the daughters and he wanted to raise us. So in order for him to raise us, he had to give us an environment where we could hear his voice. He had to place us in an atmosphere where we could hear his truth. What does orphan mean? Huh? What does orphan mean? It means to be fatherless. It means to be fatherless. So he gave us the spirit of truth because he know we were about to be born again. And, and to be fatherless is not just to not have a father, it's to not be able to hear or see what a father is doing. I am trying my hardest to teach and get the church to see that all of this is about, everything that we're doing is about us being his children. The only reason why he came to earth was, the only reason why the father did all of this is because why? He wanted children. I have to keep saying it. That's the foundation of every teaching in scripture. We've heard, we've heard about the spirit of truth several times, have we not? How many times have you ever heard it equated to sonship? How many times have you heard it equated to the orphan spirit? 
So what that means is you've been indoctrinated with religion. Religion is when we receive the Bible, but not the relationship. That's what religion is. Religion is when we receive the word or we receive what God has said, but we, we receive it in an impersonal way. It never brings us to a personal relationship with him in which we know I'm his son. I'm his child. I belong to him. It is his job to take care of me. It is not my job to take care of him. My worship is not telling him how great he is. My worship is coming before him and asking him, Father, to teach me, show me, reveal to me, guide, guide me. I need your instructions. I need to understand this thing. This is what worship should be about. But we came up in religion and all we knew was to tell the Lord how good he was. To tell God how great he was, how mighty he was, as if he didn't know that. As if he set a narcissist, as if God is in heaven sitting on the throne, narcissistic. Yeah, yeah, tell me how good I am. Yeah, tell me how great I am. No, 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 that's not how it works. He's our father. He wants us to know how great we are. He wants us to know how great we are. You'd be surprised the Christians who, who in which we hear the father or we, hear, or we say we hear God, but we never hear him encouraging us. We never hear him motivating us. I like the time Shombri told me that the father was singing to him. You get kicked out of most churches saying that. I remember Ola telling me she was cooking and the father reminded her of ingredients that she missed. We're supposed to hear the father as children. This is what the spirit of truth is all about. And so our teaching or our title of our teaching today is called the baptism of truth. The baptism of truth. This is our conversation today because there is a conversation that is going on in heaven and then there's a conversation that is going on in hell and then there's a conversation that is going on in earth. And we have to ask ourselves, which one are we tuning into? Which one are we tuning into? So we're going to talk about the baptism of truth, because if we are his children and, and the Holy Spirit has been poured out and we are baptizing his spirit in his presence, we should hear truth. In his presence, we should hear a loving father. That's the secret place. That's the secret place. The secret place is an atmosphere where I hear my father's heart towards me. It's an atmosphere where I know his love is there. When Jesus told us to pray and to enter into the secret place, he said the father would be there. <laughs> he said the father would be there. John 15 and 26 says, when the counselor comes. So counselor, advocate, same word, paracletus. It's a helper. It's a helper. Jesus came to reveal the, 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 the father and the kingdom and they sent the Holy Spirit to help us <laughs> because he was leaving. To help us, the Holy Spirit reveals what? The father, the son and the kingdom. 
So if I'm baptized in his presence, I should hear my father's voice. I should know I'm a child. The Bible said that the spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child. If I'm a child of God, then I should hear and know and understand the kingdom. That's why Jesus kept on saying the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of heaven is like this. Why, would he, why is he telling us these things? So we can understand what we should be hearing if we hear in the spirit. So he says, when the counselor comes, the one I will send to you from the father, the spirit of what? Truth. What is truth? Well, according to the kingdom of God, it is the execution of the father's plan through Christ. Because he did all things through Christ, for Christ, and without Christ, nothing exists. The Bible even said that Christ holds all things together. You wonder why you're falling apart. <laughs> why do we fall apart? Because Christ holds all things together. Christ is the hope of glory. So he said, the one I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who, watch this, proceeds from the Father. So the Holy Spirit, like I tell you, it's more than just a spirit. And that's what they told us. It was just a spirit. We all had it. No, he poured out the Holy Spirit. That's what it means by it proceeded. It proceeds. Hold on, I said that wrong. It proceeds. It's still going. It hadn't stopped. It's an eternal fountain. He said it proceeds from the Father. The spirit of truth. He says, he will testify about me. Hmm. So to hear truth in the spirit comes in the form of a helper from the father who testifies about the son. Was that not what we just, we've been talking about? That the Holy Spirit reveals the father, the son, and the kingdom. He says here that it's going to proceed from the father, but when you are, when the spirit is poured out on you, you should hear him testifying. <laughs> you should hear the testimony. You should hear the testimony of Christ. You should hear him talking to you about Jesus. This is the example, not them. <laughs> to testify means to see, it means to hear, it means to experience, or it means to be taught by divine revelation or inspiration. That's why David said in Psalms 51 and 6, he says that he desired truth on his inward parts. Our souls must be developed. We're born again, we're saved. Now we need truth on our inward parts. 2 Corinthians 4 and 16 says that the inner man, watch this, is renewed daily. The inner man is renewed daily. So if I'm, in a, if I'm in the presence of my heavenly father, if I'm, if I'm in his presence and I am baptized in the spirit, if I do this every day, I should be growing every day. Which means when I take a day off, I cease to stop growing. I stop growing when I take a day off. We were created to what? Live in his presence. That's why the Bible says he seated us in heavenly places in Christ. 
Ephesians 3 and 16 says, be strengthened with power in the inner man through the spirit. The Bible says that we are to mortify the deeds of the flesh through the spirit. All this happens by the baptism of truth. It's a baptism in which I immerse myself in the presence to learn the Father's realities. Father, what is it that you want me to do? Jesus will go, he will be working with people, working with people, then he will separate himself for people to go what? Immerse himself in the presence and get his next instructions. This is why he told us when we pray, he said, when you pray, you need daily bread. He said, ask for daily bread. You need a dose of this daily. We just sung the song. This is my daily bread. What is my daily bread? The air, the air of heaven. The air of heaven should be my daily bread. So the baptism of truth speaks to us walking, living, and being led by the Spirit. If the Bible tells us to speak the same thing, to have the same mind and the same heart, it has to be because we hear the same. It has to be because we hear the same. The conundrum or the issue that is going on in the church today is that we got 350 million denominations. Come on now, it's one spirit. <laughs> it's one spirit of truth. How do we have so many denominations? Somebody lying. He said that the devil was the father of lies and that there, there was no truth in him. So you know when he's talking to you. Come on. <laughs> we know when he's talking to us. We know a lie when we hear it. We, your father would never tell you you're going to fail. Your father never going to, your marriage ain't going to work out. You ain't going to have no kid. The father never tells us these things. He speaks life into us. He speaks life into us. He knew, when he, he knew when he initiated this covenant, Shanika, he knew that we were feeble. We were weak. He knew the things that we would fall for. He knew our failing points. He knew our families. <laughs> he knew everything that we had endured. He did not bring us into this family and confuse us with the conversation that was going on in heaven. It's a, it's a deeper thing going on out here. So, it has to be about us being baptized and us hearing truth. What is truth? Truth is Abba's plan through Christ, the execution of his plan through Christ. It is the realities of heaven. Remember, earth has a reality. Walk by faith, not by sight, because earth has a reality. You can look at your bank account right now. Come on, come on. <laughs> Whether you got $10 million in there or not. I ain't talking about the amount. I'm just telling you whatever you see is trash, is garbage, in, comp in comparison to what the riches of glory that are stored up in heaven have for you. So he said, don't walk by what you see, how you feel, what you think. But he said, instead, walk by 
faith, which means I have to have a connection with him. There has to be a relationship here. The faith is in a relationship. Faith ain't in the Bible until you find a relationship. You can't, believe, you can't get you, the Bible. We don't have faith in the Bible. <laughs> we have faith in the word. The word was before the foundation of the world. The Bible has a lot of different stories in it. Y'all touch not my anointing, do my prophet no harm. And we just talking about the pastor. <laughs> ain't nobody else anointed. Come on now. When the Bible says we're all in, we're Christ's body. Christ means the anointed one. So we're all Christ in Christ. We're all his anointed ones. But we were told, don't touch, don't say nothing about the leader. Because that's the anointed one. You have no anointing in you. Is that truth? But we fell for it. And that's what the condemnation was. That's what the condemnation was. The Bible says there is no condemnation. Watch this. Say it again. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Right? For those who walk after the Spirit. We don't miss that. There is condemnation in Christ if you're walking in the flesh. Oh boy. That took a wrong turn. That took a wrong turn. There is condemnation if you're walking in the flesh. But as long as you stay baptized in the spirit, there's no condemnation there. Amen. John 16 and 12. Doing good. Now, in verses 7 through 11, um, Jesus revealed how the world would hear the Holy Spirit. And he said that the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. So for us as children of God, we get the pleasure of hearing him on so many different levels because we are in the family. But for those who are not in the family, only thing they can hear is conviction of sin, Conviction of righteousness and conviction of judgment. And we'll talk about that later. That's a, that's a deep conversation. Verse 12, he says this to his disciples. He said, I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. <laughs> he said, I got some things I still want to tell you, but you can't hear in the spirit. I got some things I want to tell you, but you're not in a relationship with the Father yet. I got some stuff I want to disclose to you. I got some information I want to give to you, but right now you can't bear it. You can't tolerate it. So verse 13, he says, but when the spirit of truth comes, he said, he will guide you into all truths. Stay baptized. For he will not speak of his own. Stay baptized. But he will speak whatever he hears. Amen. It says he will also declare what is to come. Verse 14 says he will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. I hope y'all didn't miss all that. 
I'm going to read it again. He says when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to do seven things. Seven things. When the spirit of truth comes, there's going to be seven things. First, he said we're going to guide, he will guide you into all truth, all the truth. Then he says he would not speak of his own. Then he says he will speak, speak what he hears. Then he says he would declare what is to come. He will glorify Christ. He would take what is Christ and he would declare it to us. Those seven things. So he said he will guide us into truth, which means we will be led by the spirit. Now, we're talking about the baptism of truth. We can't miss truth baptized in the spirit. We only miss truth outside of that. We only miss truth in the flesh. Then he says he would not speak of himself. So the spirit of truth, watch this, promotes humility. This is why Jesus was of no reputation. So the Holy Spirit is never going to tell you to talk about you. Then he says he will speak what he hears, revelation, Abba's voice. Then he says he would declare what is to come, prophecy, Abba's plan. Then it says he will glorify Christ, which means he will reveal his nature. He's going to reveal the fruit of the spirit. He's going to reveal the character of the father. Now, this is a baptism of truth. The, the purpose for this teaching is so that we can align our ears with what we say is that we hear in the spirit. Then he says he would take what is Christ, his life, the life that is the new life, the life that is hidden, the abundant life. The Holy Spirit is going to take that life and then it says he would declare it to us as our advocate. He's going to introduce to us our inheritance. So if we hear, when we hear in the spirit, when we are baptized in the spirit, we are led by the spirit. We walk, we will hear humility. We will hear revelation. We will hear the prophetic. His nature will be revealed. We will be informed of the life that is in Christ. And the Holy Spirit as an advocate, as a helper, as a comforter will be declaring our inheritance to us. He's going to tell you power belongs to you. Riches belongs to you. Wisdom belongs to you. Strength belongs to you. Honor belongs to you. Blessings belong to you. Now, why do I need to know these things? Because now that I know it, I know when he's not talking. I know when he's not talking to me. And this is why we did the teaching on sealed. In which we talked about when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it comes upon you as the anointing. You remember this? As the armor of God. as the signet ring, as the kingly robe, 
as the ephod of the priest, as the mantle of the prophet, as the mantle of the prophet. But the last one as the incubator. The incubator. This is where the spirit of truth works all things in us in the incubation stage. Well, we baptize ourselves in, in, in his presence with the focus on growing. And in that presence, we should hear nothing but truth. This is why Jesus tells us, get in a secret place. Pray to the Father. He already know what you need. <laughs> Verse 15 says, everything the Father has is mine. He said, this is why I told you that he, talking about the Holy Spirit, takes from what is mine and he will declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit reveals the Father, the Son, and the kingdom. The Holy Spirit declares truth. The Holy Spirit announces Abba's plans through Christ. The spirit of truth, I need you to hear this one, comes to reintroduce our original life to us. It comes to reintroduce our original life to us because we're in plan B right now. We're in plan B. We're in plan B right now. We're not in plan A. Plan A was for Christ, for, for Adam to come and us to live through him. Now we are in plan B. Adam was supposed to be the one to tell us about the father. But now we have to hear it through the Holy Spirit. We have to hear it by staying in his presence. Right now, our kingdom... Adam started off with a kingdom perspective. He knew the Father. He understood the Father. We started off with darkness, and we had to get to know the Father. Adam started off with light. He was walking in the cool of the garden with the Father. We started off in darkness, walking in the earth with Satan. So we learned most of our vernacular, most of our ways, we learned it from Satan and the world. That's why he let us know the world cannot accept him. The world, that's why the Bible says that the natural man cannot understand the things of the spirit. Why? Because they can't get baptized in truth. They don't have access to truth. They can read the Bible from front to back their whole life and they will never see truth until they're baptized in it. It's a whole conversation going on in heaven. Are we missing it? Are we hearing it? That's why we have to stay tuned in. I know I get on y'all nerves sometimes, but the world is, is trying to take y'all out. The world is trying to take y'all out. The world is trying to make you think that your situations and your circumstance mean you ain't nothing. They're trying to make you feel like if you don't have the money, if you don't have the fame, the notoriety, the influence, if you don't have that, you're nothing. And the father is saying, that's not true. But you must know is the reason why we miss it is because we're not baptized in his presence. So we don't hear the next step. Mm -hmm. 
That's why I was telling my wife that everybody that came to Jesus got healed, right? So I don't want us to take on the idea that everybody who come to us, we got to heal them. Okay, I don't want you to think that way. Okay, and this is why. This revelation. When Paul got struck from, by, when lightning came from heaven and blinded Paul, he got some instructions, didn't he? What was the instructions? Go see Ananias on the street called Straight. Now, this is the information that you don't get, you don't see, you don't understand, and somebody will come to you and they will want to be healed. Now, Jesus did say part of not being able to be healed is because you need some prayer and fasting. This kind comes out by prayer and fasting. It's a part of that. Okay, it's a part of that. It's just raw faith. Okay? But then there's a part of it in which when Paul was given these instructions, thank you, Pastor, when Paul was given the instructions, it don't matter who he went to. If he didn't arrive at Ananias, the healing ain't happening. He could have came to Jesus and 16 angels lined up and they wouldn't have been able to touch him. There's some people who are going to show up here and they're going to try to make us think we can't because they're out the wheel. He told you to go apologize. You don't come to us for it. He told you to get it right with your last pastor and you try to tear their ministry down. Now your mind is whack and now you want to come to us to set you free. No, it ain't going to happen. You got to go back to the person in which you tore down his ministry, apologize, and then that demon that was on you will leave. Now, when we're baptized, now watch this. It's going to connect. When we baptize in truth, Religion and the spirit of error can be recognized. Come on. When we baptize in truth, religion and the spirit of error, legalism can be recognized. You know how people try to crucify me when I say that when, when you are in sin, because they taught us that sin separated God from us. Come on, they taught us that. They taught us that. And then they wonder why husbands are leaving their wives because they won't listen. Because they taught us that God did that. They wonder why parents are abandoning children because children don't listen. <laughs> Come on, am I right? But the church taught us if they didn't listen, move on with our life. Because they taught us God did that to us. That sin separated us. When the scripture says where sin did abound, grace did abound even more. So my sin makes the father want to get closer to me. The sin makes him talk to me more and more and more. Sin makes him constantly, he won't shut up. He so loved the world, I'm his child. <laughs> he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You mean to tell me that his love for me in sin makes him shut up and turn his back? When we are baptized in truth, we can understand and we will be able to see the religion and the spirit of error can be recognized when it does not lead us to the relationship. 
when I've been in church for 50 years and I have never heard sonship. The conversation ain't about him being my father. It ain't about me being his child. We ain't going to talk about adoption. We ain't going to talk about the orphan. We're not going to talk about that when the Bible said he predestined me to adoption. He predestined me there. He predestined me to be his child, to be a son, to be a daughter. But then when I hear the word come from the poop, I don't hear none of that. Everything is about sin, 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 sin. You better watch out for sin. You better watch out for the devil. You want to make it to heaven. That didn't come from truth. We're not, we're not showing up here to get us a ticket to heaven. So, religion and the spirit of error can be recognized when truth does not lead us to the relationship. The Bible says that the spirit testifies of the son. It said the spirit reveals Christ in its entirety. The Holy Spirit reveals the father, the son, and the kingdom. You cannot be in a presence and not hear that. But that's what the spirit of error sounds like. When we use scripture to tame people, we use scripture to control people. And we never introduce them to their father. Why? Because we're scared that they're going to hear something. When the Bible always said that, look, how can we have, how can we have so much teaching that does not reveal the father and that's all Jesus talked about? That's all he talked about was the, his father and his kingdom. The father and the kingdom. This is 90% of his message. The father and the kingdom. The baptism of truth. And this is why he wants us to be baptized in truth. John 4, 23. It says... But a time is coming, and even now has arrived, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. If we're not baptized in truth and we can't hear truth, we can't worship in spirit and truth. If we're not baptized in truth, we can't become true worshipers. We need truth so we can become true worshipers. That word true means that we're not fictitious. That word, that word true means that we resemble him. In nature, in our ways. That word true means I have access to him. It says uh, uh, um, when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. How do we know if, if I'm a true worshiper? I worship the father. I don't worship God. I don't worship the Lord. Why? Because that's not what Jesus said. He says for such people, watch this, the father seeks. So he's looking for people who are baptized in truth, that understand truth, that can worship him in truth. That's why John 4, 24 says God is a spirit. And those who worship him must must, must worship him, must worship him in spirit 
and in truth. So the baptism of truth converts us into true worshipers. The baptism of truth converts us in true worship, into true worshipers. Why? Because this is what the Father is seeking. He's not just seeking worshipers. He's seeking true worshipers. He ain't looking for people to tell him how great he is. He already knows that. He already knows he's king eternal. He's king glory. We say it to remind ourselves. We have those conversations of how wonderful he is, how kind he is, how gentle he is. We ain't doing that to remind him. We're doing that to remind our soul so that when we enter into prayer and when we enter into worship, we know that the person that we talk to is for us and not against us.